Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful, wonderful, fun, exciting legacy cast of the Real Film Nerds. Almost human. Almost perfect. Almost under control. Universal soldier. The future has a bad attitude. How's that, Mike? Yeah, I liked it. That was good. I know my voiceover isn't as great as that one dude that makes lots of money to have that cool-ass voice, but hey, I tried. Yeah, the movie trailer guy? Yeah, movie trailer guy. Is that his official name? It probably should be. Yeah, and it's like, in a world. Right. where Where there's no water. This man found water. Yeah. Or it could be Waterworld, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we should totally do that for a legacy cast. How much fun would that be? Yeah, that'd be fun. The What was known as the most expensive movie ever made for a little while until something yeah. eclipsed it. I don't know. It was probably um, The Blue People, uh, Dances with Wolves with Blue People, uh, Avatar. Dance, yeah, Dancing with Smurfs. <laughs> no, it's not Dancing with Smurfs. Oh. Oh, same thing. Anyways, as you heard, folks, I am your host, Matt Hinshaw. As always, with me, my co-host, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. So, uh, this week is a legacy cast, or not this week, it is still the same week. This Thursday, today, Thursday, August 9th, we are doing... A legacy cast on Universal Soldier. Special shout out and thank you to Mr. Don Crow for requesting this film. If you would like to request a film for Mike and I to review, uh, new, old, streaming, legacy cast, whatever, make sure and email us at nerds at realfilmnerds.com. And that's R E E L. All right, Mike. Let's get to it, man. Give us the rundown of Universal Soldier. All right. So Universal Soldier uh, from 1992, uh, directed by Roland Emmerich, writers uh, Richard Rothstein and Christopher Leach, uh, starring the one, the only, John claude Van Damme, kicking people's asses all over the place. Dolph Lundgren, uh, Ali Walker, and Edo Ross. And for a summary of the plot, Private Luke Devereaux and his sadistic Sergeant Andrew Scott got killed in Vietnam. The Army uses their bodies for a secret project, reanimating dead soldiers as deadly, obedient cyborgs. However, their memories come back, too. So, Mike, I know this is a film that is very near and dear to your heart. Yeah, I really like this movie. I even had a movie poster of Universal Soldier in my room uh, when I was a kid. Really? I never noticed. Yeah, I think I had it for a little while. I don't remember yeah. how, how long or when I got rid of it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, so five I, out I, of five, and we're done with this podcast? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Uh, so... I really love this movie, but 
watching it again just recently. Uh, I was able to watch it on uh, Prime Video. Uh, it is on Prime Streaming now, if you uh, have Prime. And uh, Oh, I got a thing to add about that. I was trying to watch it the other day. If you do a search for it on Prime Video, it pops up with Universal Soldier to rent or buy. You, you got to make sure and pick the right the right one. Oh. Okay. I ran into that, so. Yeah, I yeah, I had no problem searching for it. It was like watch now. I'm like, "Yep." So, uh anyway, I I stream this movie uh from Amazon and watching it again in my older years, it's a lot cheesier than I remember when I saw it when I was a kid. I I loved it as a kid cuz I thought it was just neat, like, you know, basically grown-up GI Joes going out and killing people. It was awesome. Yeah, dude. I thought it was a really good movie when I was a kid. I loved it. And I had no idea that m- the majority of the movie was made in Arizona either. And we both were living in Arizona at the time. And yeah. I still am. But Yeah, yeah that, that that is uh, crazy. Because for the most part, I feel like movies are never filmed in Arizona. They're filmed in New Mexico or California and just say they're in Arizona. Well, not anymore, man. That was something that happened in the late late 90s, early 2000s. When the governor decided uh, there was no reason to have a film office anymore, and they shut it down. And so it was a real huge pain in the ass to try and actually film a movie in the state of Arizona where you could go next door to New Mexico and get all these enormous tax breaks. And so that's why a lot of movies of late, say the past 15 years or so, have been filmed in New Mexico when they take place in Arizona, much like 310 to Yuma. You know, 310 to Yuma starring um, Christian Bale yeah, took place in our hometown area of southern, southeastern Arizona. When you watch that movie and then you travel to southeastern Arizona, it doesn't look like that at all. Yeah, they really misrepresented uh, the region because they had they showed it like a flat, like a plateau, and it's like all like mountainy and rocky and whatever. Yeah, extremely. Uh, it's a big valley, and there's tons of mountains. There's tons of rocks, and it that that that's I love three ten to you. I thought it was a very good movie, but that is one I will never get over. Is that it doesn't look anything like Southeast Arizona. Well, I rec- yeah, I recently watched a movie, and I was like, it was supposed to be taking place in Arizona, and it looked like it was Arizona, and it was actually New Mexico, and that movie was Sicarios, uh, the first oh, one. Oh, the original? Yeah. Yeah, the original, mm-hmm. and I actually waited until the end of the movie credits to see where it was filmed, because I was like, is this Arizona? Because it kind of well, looks like Arizona. Especially the bar, like, you know that bar they go to in it? Yeah. Uh, that bar, I mean, that bar seriously looks like a bar that's in Tucson somewhere. It really does. And I know it's not, but it really does look like a bar in Tucson. Yeah, so uh, that movie fooled me. It looked like I thought it was really good um, for representing Arizona, but it was actually New Mexico. I was like, oh, man, because it has a lot of cool um, wide shots. And that movie's just neat. I really like the first Sicarios. Yeah, it was good. All right, so let's let's keep on the topic of um, Arizona and Universal Soldier. I am going to read off all the places that Universal Soldier was filmed, and uh, let me know if you uh, see a coincidence here, Mike. 
Okay. Uh, so we have the the Grand Canyon West Rim, Arizona. We have Ash Fork, Arizona. We have Chloride, Arizona. We have Clarkdale, Arizona. We have Cottonwood, Arizona. We have Kingman, Arizona. We have Lake Mead, Nevada. We have Los Angeles, California. We have Prescott, Arizona. We have Sedona, Arizona. And then we have the Veterans Administration Medical Center in Prescott, Arizona. Interesting, huh? How 90% of this movie literally was filmed in northern Arizona. Yeah, it was. So, that's one of the reasons why my buddy Don Crow requested it. Yeah, that's really cool. Even even one of the scenes that is one of the most random scenes in the entire movie. Well, not random. I mean, it has a very good part. It's actually the beginning of the movie. And then they have flashbacks to it. Vietnam. The scenes that represent Vietnam were filmed in Arizona. Now, that is, that is weird, knowing what the Arizona's climate's like. It was filmed at a golf course in Cottonwood, Arizona. And what they did to help make it look more jungly is they brought in a whole bunch of plants. Nice. Nice. I love how they just dressed up the golf course. Be like, all right, this is Vietnam now. Basically, yeah. And I think what they did is um, Cottonwood is on the Verde Valley. Uh, Not on the Verde Valley. It's in the Verde Valley. Cottonwood is on the Verde River. And I'm not sure which golf course it was where they filmed it. But the Verde River has lots of very large, lush trees. And so what they probably did is they used that as kind of the backdrop and they probably flew in over the river or something, you know, because they have that scene where it comes in with the helicopter. Yeah. They probably flew in over the Verde River and landed on like the golf course kind of area. And then they had the whole area with like the structures they built and, you know, all the trees and plants and stuff they added. But I mean, it if you look in the background of it, it totally looks like cottonwood. Like the back, like the back background, like the hills and stuff. It it looks like a desert. It doesn't look like cottonwood. It's kind of funny. Nice, nice. So, anyways, th- we have I have all kinds of nice, fun, random trivia about Universal Soldier. It's it's a fun one. I don't know if you want to go over any of the trivia or not, but uh... no, no, you go over some of the trivia, man. I usually do the trivia, but uh, you know more about it. I think this time. Well, I, you know, being up here in Northern Arizona, still, and you know, I, I I've researched a little bit of it and find it quite interesting i mean you can blatantly tell where they shot the scene of the va and in the movie i believe they call it utah i don't know i don't remember the town but they call it utah and you can tell they shot it from where the casino is in prescott looking down at the va and they kind of pan over the whole uh va here which used to be uh fort whipple So that's, I mean, it's very distinct because um, it looks military. All the buildings are white. Um, If you compare it to today, there's a lot more newer buildings on it. But back then it was not in, you know, the early, early nineties, it was not. But uh, here's, here's a fun one. Um, All the uh, universal soldiers are supposed to be uh, dead Americans that served in Vietnam. Right. The four main Universal Soldiers 
are not American at all. <laughs> John Claude John Claude Van Damme is Belgian. Dolph Lundgren is Swedish, uh, and Ralph Moeller is German. Nice. Oops. So that's a little interesting little tidbit there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 kind of funny. I mean, classic. Uh, on here it says the golf, the Vietnam scenes were filmed in Kingman at a golf course. Well, maybe it was Kingman. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but, yeah. What what did you think of that weird um, plane in that? Did you did you see? Dude, that? the guppy. Oh, yeah. dude, the guppy is so cool. What what is that? Do you know um, more about it with your your love of uh, aviation things? I don't remember. See, I should have I should have Googled this. Now I'm going to type and it's going to screw everything up. But uh, I'm not going to type right now. I will look it up here in a minute and have you talk about it. But uh, it's affectionately known as the guppy because it looks like a guppy. And that was actually designed and built to move the space shuttle. Oh. Instead of the, the 747s with the weird brackets? Oh, this was before the 747s, Mike. Because if you notice, it is a prop-driven airplane. Yes. Yeah, I I saw. And so they were built and designed to hold and carry um, um, lots of large payload, like trucks and space shuttle and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, there There was some kind of trivia about it. I think it's like... Either the first movie or the only movie that ever featured that movie, that not movie, that airplane. Wow. Wow. That's, that's interesting as well. Like, cause I don't ever remember seeing anything that looks quite like that. It definitely is an odd looking airplane. Yeah. It's, and you know, um, if you live in Arizona, I think they have, it's might not be that exact one. But if you live in Arizona or you don't live in Arizona and you're out visiting Tucson, go to the Pima Air Museum. They have a guppy there. It's one of the few guppies that's uh, actually in a museum. Awesome. There, there was only a handful of them ever made. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. There's, there's usually only a, a few rockets and large things that need to be transported. Well, here's an interesting one about um, the uh, Terminator 2, which came out around the same time period. Yeah, what, what what's that? The original trailer of Universal Soldier reuses music from Terminator 2. <laughs> nice. You think that was just like a subliminal thing, or if they were just blatantly trying to take it? I don't know. I kind of think they were probably blatantly trying to take it because of, um, you know, the how big <laughs> Terminator 2 was, you know, probably, what, six months earlier, seven months earlier, something like that? Yeah, I don't know, but I remember it was a giant success, you know, the Arnold, and this was this was uh, another like action star movie, like uh, Dolph Lundgren, you know, uh, Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, you know, he, a few years before that, so he was a little bit. I feel like that's his most famous movie, though. Like Dolph Lundgren has kind of been the king of B movies. I think it's the same plane. It, they call it the Super Guppy. Ooh. But it is... Uh, oh, look. They even have the picture of the one at the Pima Air and Space Museum. I don't think it's the one they used in the movie, though. But uh, it is a propeller-driven airplane. It is a 
B377SG. It actually says it's active right now. Status is active, operated by NASA. What? Really? Yeah. That's interesting because I believe the motors that they have on it are um, turboprops. Yes, they are. Uh, the Super Guppy used Pratt & Whitney T34 P7 turboprop engines. And turboprops are great, but they are a real pain in the ass when it comes to maintenance. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe they really needed the aircraft, so they'll, they'll pay somebody to, to make it work. Okay, so you know what? I scratched that. It wasn't designed for space shuttle. It was before the space shuttle. It was designed for the Apollo missions. Oh, it was okay. used for transporting stuff like the lunar module and things like that from uh, back and forth between L.A. and Texas and uh, Florida. Oh, okay. All right. So it was more of a just a unique cargo hold that, that was able to accommodate weird dimensions. Yes, basically. Yeah. Dude, that is... So, oh, man. I'm such a nerd when it comes to airplanes. Oh, it's a it's a Boeing it's a Boeing design. It's a a Boeing three seventy seven Stratocruiser passenger plane that was retrofitted with the uh, giant uh, tube basically that sits on top of it that makes it look like the plane the airplane is pregnant. Oh, okay. Oh, look! There's a picture of uh, uh, Apollo eleven command module being moved around with the uh, Super Guppy. Nice. All Super Guppies remain either in service, mothballed, or on display. Well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, they're either active or not active and retired. The one that is on display at the Pima Air Museum is the Super Guppy tail number N940NS. Nice. I don't know if you've ever seen these guys, but they are huge. They are enormous airplanes. Nah, I don't remember. I've I think I've seen it because I've been to the the Space and Air Museum uh, a few times, but it's been a while, so I would have to I'd have to jog my memory a bit and maybe maybe go there again. Ooh, interesting. So I was wrong again. Living the dream. <laughs> Why are you wrong all the time, man? It's because it's my life. The one that was used in Universal Soldier is actually called the Mini Guppy. It's uh, it has a little bit smaller cargo hold than the uh, Super Guppy. Oh, okay. And its status is retired, so there are no more of those guys operating. Oh, but it was still based on the same aircraft, the Boeing three seventy seven. Anyways, yeah, it is such an interesting plane. Sorry, I'll I'll stop. You know, I can keep going about airplanes, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about movies. Yeah, we're talking about Universal Soldier. So so I enjoyed it, uh, but I did realize when I was watching it that it's, it is pretty cheesy. And I was like, wow, I guess my mindset when I watched this when I was a little, uh, I guess probably a kid or just, just about to be a teenager was quite different. Yeah, well, you know, it was also a different time, man. I mean, this was, you know, coming out of the uh, 80s action movies into the 90s. Terminator 2 would come out before this, and Terminator 2 really, in my opinion, revolutionized the uh, action movies the day it came out from that point forward, and action movies were held to a much higher standard. There still was lots of cheesy movies, 
But, you know, a Terminator 2 still holds up to this day, and Universal Soldier does not. It does right. not. Yeah, it that, doesn't it doesn't really hold up at all. Yeah. It's not the a- the action sequences were really good. They were fun. They were entertaining. Um, I don't think they actually crashed that giant semi truck into the Grand Canyon. I'm pretty sure they would have gotten in really big trouble yeah. if they did that. I'm sure they models. Yeah, I'm sure they found a model or something and dumped it into a a ditch or something, or maybe they dumped the model into the Grand Canyon. Who knows? But it didn't look like models. It looked pretty solid to me. The acting, I mean, the acting was so rough, dude. The acting was real rough. I, I love John Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. But they did so much better when they weren't talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, they luckily they don't talk too much in this movie. But the the uh, I guess the the question I have for you, Matt, though, it, would they make this again today? See, I like that you're bringing on my segment. Would they make it today, or could they make it today? Ah. Uh... Because I'm sure there's probably some Hollywood director or writer sitting somewhere saying, "Hey." You know what? We haven't rebooted in a while. Universal Soldier. We should do that. Yeah. Now, there yeah. are sequels to Universal Soldier, which I did not even know existed. Oh, and really? I haven't there's sequels? Oh, oh, yeah. And I have never, ever seen them. And the only reason I even found out they existed was by watching this movie. There's either two or three sequels. I, I don't remember. I, again, I'd have to look it up. But Wow. It's just... Yeah. Hold hold on. You're gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. All right. Well, it it was uh, it, it it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous the movie. But I guess Matt, did you read about the the lasers that they had on the guns actually influenced the special forces getting lasers for their guns? Seriously, I didn't know that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, that's a good idea." Why don't we done that? Oh my god, are you kidding me? There's a lot more than a sequel, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How many are there? Is there a lot of is oh. it like a whole is it all just this whole world? Un- oh. Unisols? Oh for, lord, for dude. Oh lord, yeah. And and I'll put it this way, they they went straight to video on a couple of them. <laughs> oh, now I wanna now I'm interested. Okay, so. Is this like Land Before Time? There's like 95 of them? No, there's four. Oh, okay. there is, It is the Universal Soldier franchise. And so we have the original Universal Soldier, which came out in 1992. And then we have Universal Soldier The Return, came out in 1999. And I think that one was released in the theaters. And then... We have Universal Soldier Regeneration, which came out in 2009. 2009, wow. And then we have Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning that came out in 2012. Whoa, they're just cranking them out. Okay, and and those were the ones that were released in the theaters, I believe. Yes, I think those were all released in theaters. Probably not big theaters, because I'd never, ever remember seeing even a trailer for those. Yeah, me neither. And then they had two made-for-TV movies that went direct to uh, video. Wow. Now, this was Universal Soldier 2, Brothers in Arms, that came out in 1998. 
And then Universal Soldier 3 Unfinished Business that also came out in 1998. You almost said business. 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 Now, when it comes to canon, (laughs) they do not consider Universal Soldier 2 Brother in Arms, Universal Soldier 3 Unfinished Business, and Universal Soldier The Return canon. Oh. So all the ones that were made in 98 and 99 are tossed out. Yeah, Universal yeah. Soldier Regeneration from 2009 is considered the f- sequel. And Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, which came out in 2012, is the one after that. And what's interesting about both of those, just by looking at the movie poster, John claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren are in both of them. Oh, wow. I dude, I I kind of want to watch those now. Nice, nice. I wonder if it's like an Expendables type thing where they were just like, "Hey man, you guys haven't had work in a while. We want to make this movie again. You guys want to do it again?" And they're like, "Sure, money's good." Oh, here's the box office performance. Interesting. Worldwide, the original Universal Soldier made thirty six million. Ooh. With a budget of 23. Not very profitable. Universal Soldier The Return, which came out in 99, made $10 million. With a budget of $45 million. Oh, wow. Well, that, <laughs> that didn't work out oh, very well, Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dude, I totally want to see the fucking sequels now. I just dropped an F-bomb, but oh, well. I totally want a sequels now. Do you want to hear how much the budgets were on the sequels? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the box office revenue is even even more funny. Okay. Universal Soldier Regeneration, which they consider the the first sequel in the canon, um, came out October 1st, 2009. Its budget was $9 million. Okay. Guess what it made at the box office? $1 million. $844,447. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Oh, dude, it gets better. It gets better. All right. Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning came out November 30th, 2012. Budget was $8 million. I'll just go with the United States. Well, we'll do everyone. But guess what the box office was for the United States? $250,000. Five thousand four hundred and sixty dollars, dude. That's like one theater. I know. Worldwide, it got three three hundred thousand three hundred and seventy thousand. I'm just gonna round up. Boy, did uh, uh, who's paying for these movies, man? Because uh, they're uh, they're not working out in the whole like uh, making money part. I mean, dude, like. The Universal Soldier, The Return, got 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. At least the one that made five, the one that made, (laughs) the one that made, uh, um, oh, we might have to watch the 2012 one because it made, uh, it got a 50%. Ooh. Well, what is uh, the original Universal Soldier on Rotten Tomatoes? The original, the original Universal Soldier only got a 20%. Oh, so so maybe that that we do need to watch the one. I think we should. I think we should. We might have to. 
God, they even made a video game. <laughs> See, this is somebody had some money to burn. This is why you stay away from Wikipedia when you're podcasting, folks, because it makes your podcast turn into <laughs> a lengthy ramble <laughs> about one of the most interesting movies of the past 30 years. So, Mike, uh, uh, I guess we should get back on topic. How does Universal Soldier from 1992 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. The costume designer that worked on Universal Soldier also worked on Iron Man 3. His name is Joseph Porro. P-O-R-R-O. Well, I would say that's probably a really big step up there because uh, if he was the costume designer for Iron Man, I mean, look at the suits in Iron Man. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I, I think so. Uh, I was... I always get a little worried trying to do these uh, MCU tie-ins and uh, with some of these older movies, but uh, I was able to find one. Still going strong, man. We're what thirty? Was this thirty-eight episodes? Yeah, something like that. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine, something like that. And still, the Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in continues. Yeah, even with the legacy cast. Woo! Oh heck yeah, dude! Especially the legacy cast. Now. If we ever do a movie from like the 50s or the 60s, I think you're probably screwed, but we'll see. Yeah, we might have to put like a like a disclaimer. There will be no MCU tie-in due to this movie being super old. Like if we did something like an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might have to put the kibosh on it, but who knows? We'll see. Just because, you know, or maybe we'll just do it and you'll have to say, yeah, everybody's dead. <laughs> There's no tie-in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's see. We got the MCU. We got my thing, if it could be moved, made today, which sent me into a Wikipedia rant. Uh, clearly, it can be made today because someone made it not that long ago. Well, a sequel. I don't know. Would you Would you want like a reboot of this? I don't know. It might be kind of neat to see it with a little bit of better acting and some updated um, technology, like special effects and practical effects. But no, I don't. I don't think. I don't know if I'd go see it. Well, how much do you think it would be welcomed by the public, or do you think they would just blow it off as another dumb action movie? Yeah, I guess it would. You know, I, I guess it would really kind of depend on who you got to star in it. Like, what do? You, what if uh, uh, Jason Statham did the role of uh, John Claude Van Damme? Would you go see it then? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I go watch Jason Statham movies, even if they're terrible. Some of them are kind of terrible. Yeah, I'd watch it. And like, if it was like The Rock or something, I'd go watch it. I mean, obviously, we've seen some terrible Rock movies lately, but I still go watch them. I don't know, man. I think it could be uh, it could be interesting. I think they would need to work on the story a little bit. Um, one thing I would really like to see, though, would be um, that Hoover Dam scene. That's like one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Yes, it's like the opening scene, but I really like that scene. I thought it was done really well. I liked uh, Dolph Lundgren coming down the, uh, you know, like repelling yeah. Australian style down the Hoover Dam. That was cool. Yeah, that, that was, was that, that was, was that was that was a good shot. That's what that's called, by the way. When you repel face first, that's uh, Australian. Oh, okay. Unless someone else changed that, too. Who knows? I don't know. I'm getting old. I don't remember shit anymore. 
All right, Mike. So um, should we, we should probably talk more about Universal Soldier. I don't know. It was a fun action movie. It's old. Acting is just rough. It's cool seeing all these uh, scenes and sets, and it's Arizona, and you can kind of pick them out. Like uh, the house at the end, where it's uh, supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme's like parents, and they're, it's supposed to be like a farm. Like you can really tell that that's like the Verde Valley. It looks like it's like right next to the Verde River and stuff because of all the giant trees and everything. Yeah. So, you know, seeing stuff like that is kind of neat. Overall, this movie did not age well. It did not. No, it didn't. It's it's pretty cheesy. Uh, some of the action's kind of fun, but I mean, it's it's pretty cheesy. And like, this is one of those movies where everyone, I mean, I guess because they're supposed to be like cyborgs or whatever, but everybody has perfect aim. So like, there's no ammunition wasted. Well, that's one of that my buddy Dave and I were discussing is they're dead. They were clearly dead and they were brought back to life or reanimated is what I was using, almost like in the style of like a zombie. And my buddy Dave and I were talking about it and he was trying to argue that wouldn't they still be able to feel like when they're shot at and the bullets hit them and stuff, wouldn't they still feel that or were they given like a shot for that or whatever? And I was like, well, (laughs) he said I was reaching, but I was saying that shot that they give them in the back of their heads when they're in the trailer that like wipes out their memory and like resets them back to like zero. I think that's probably like a cocktail of like the memory eraser and maybe a painkiller or I don't know, or maybe the nerve endings just died when they died. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the shot, because, I mean, they it even shows them, like, in the final scene, the grand finale scene with multiple uh, roundhouse kicks by uh, Van Damme. They, they shoot up with some the the shots, like, again, because they're, like, getting tired or whatever. So I think... Well, I, yeah, but I those are helps. those are different shots, though. Those are supposed to be, like, um, like Dolph Lundgren even talks about it. Uh, when he takes them and puts them in his pocket in the trailer, they're like one of them's like a strength enhancer and the other one is like a speed enhancer. And so he shoots himself up with the uh, strength enhancer when he's getting ready to kick John Claude Van Damme's ass. And then when John Claude Van Damme comes back, like all 80s and early 90s action movies, he shoots himself up with the speed one. Oh, okay. Well,. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to say I didn't really think about it. I, this is one of those movies where you just kind of got to believe whatever they present to you. But, uh, yeah, I would guess um, that during the process of dying or something, they uh, lose their feeling or whatever for pain. I, I don't know. That's what I think. I think it's something like that. But who knows? I mean, he got his memories back, so I don't know. Whatever. That's right. I Dude, I really want to wonder... I want to figure out how the hell they're going to say Dolph Lundgren came back in the sequel when he was like, not just killed. He was ground up. He was turned into hamburger. He was. How the hell do you bring someone back from that? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a plot hole there somewhere. It's like Deadpool. (laughs) It's like Deadpool. He just grew back. His uh, thumb still was intact, and his thumb grew the rest of his body back. Yeah. Got it. 
All right, so Mike, uh, anything else you want to add about a Universal Soldier? No, I think it's I think it's time to to give it our reels. All right, man. You want you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Go for it. How many reels do you give Universal Soldier? Ooh, it just barely it, it it did peek into the plural, so it is reels, but just barely. I'm I'm giving it two reels, and I think maybe even that is generous because I enjoyed the movie from a kid's point of view, but now when I watch it, it's not the same. It's not as good. Two reels. Exact same thing. I get I give it two out of five. It's it's tough, dude. It's really tough to watch. Again, you know, that's probably just because today's technology and acting and everything has come so far. And a lot of these cheesy 80s action movies are just that. They're cheesy 80s action movies. That's what they were. They were shot on quick, cheap budgets, you know, using action stars and not great acting. They were. It was more about the action than it was about the acting. And it was more about the action than the story and all that. I mean, this movie isn't god awful. It's not horrible, but it does not age well at all. I- I'm sure if I asked the 13 year old self, uh, I probably would give it like a four. Today, no, no. This was a, uh, it was a tough watch. It's one of those ones where you want to watch it with a bunch of friends so you can rip it apart or have a few cocktails and watch it. It probably would be more fun that way. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 might make it a little bit more fun, but yeah, it's just I don't know, it's just not as good. Maybe all the movies that we've seen now have changed our point of view on what's good and bad too. Well, and just the technology in general has come up so much, and just the way they shoot movies and the way they write movies and everything from the '80s to now, you know, early '90s, late '80s to now. I mean, like I said, Terminator Two was revolutionary. It had a really good story. It had really good action. It had pretty damn good acting. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's always kind of a little rough. All the supporting cast was really good. So, yeah, now that 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 movie is great and it holds up pretty well. But you know, if you watch the original Terminator, that one doesn't hold up at all. It's still okay. It's okay. it's better than Universal Soldier, but it's still tough. The '80s music and yeah, those are two that we probably should add to the legacy cast list for sure but it's just oh man that first one is like the uh (laughs) when they have like the terminator at the end where he's all just metal and sarah connor's like trying to crush him and he's moving and it's all stop motion moving it's like oh man (laughs) oh yeah but you know that was the time and yeah i mean that was what 83 84 something like that the original yeah something like that Anything else you want to add about uh, your favorite childhood movie ever, Universal Soldier? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. I guess with that, I I say uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.